The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Prepare us, O God, to hear your word through the scriptures of this day. Confront us with your claims on our lives. Clarify the choices we must make if our lives are to have meaning and purpose. Help us to respond to the one who came as the bread of life, so we may know life at its fullest and best. Amen. The lesson today is from Luke chapter 16, verses 1 through 13. Then Jesus said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give me an account of your management, because you cannot be my manager any longer. And the manager said to himself, What will I do now that my master is taking the position away away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, take your bill, sit down quietly, quickly, excuse me, and make it 50. Then he asked another, and how much do you owe? He replied, a hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and make it 80. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much, and whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. From a young age until I graduated from high school, a couple years after high school actually, I worked at Wilbarger Pharmacy in Old Hilliard. I was a stock boy, I was the errand boy, and I also delivered prescriptions on my bike to the shut-ins. Mrs. Wilbarger, Joan, or Joe, as I knew her, was a very shrewd woman. She had a great deal of wisdom and a lot of opinions. And she was vocally concerned about my financial future, saying to me often, John, you must save your pennies for a rainy day, or a penny saved is a penny earned. So much talk of pennies. So when I was 13, Joe walked me across the street, across the street to Bank One. 
Some of you may not remember Bank One, but it used to be everywhere in central Ohio. She walked me across the street to Bank One, and I opened my first checking and savings accounts. In every subsequent week to follow, through high school and after, when I received my paycheck from the pharmacy, Joe would say to me, you can go across the street now and deposit that check. <laughs> Followed by, I do plan on seeing those deposit tickets and the balance amounts when you get back. I know, it was extreme. It was extreme. However, all of, all of it was about love. All of it. Uh, love for me, hope for my future, instilling values within me as a boy to shape my life as an adult. She gave both her time and her love generously. You might say she gave without counting the cost or looking at the bottom line. And so as I read today's lesson, I thought of Joe and how her head would explode by reading you know, what the parable is calling us to be, to do. The call, as I understand it, is that we are to be a squanderer. Squanderers of the riches that are entrusted to us. Which I acknowledge goes against most of what we have been taught about our riches and how to care for our riches. And yet the purpose of a parable, even the most confusing ones, is to change the status quo, to see and live life differently on the other side. And that is the challenge set before the rich man in today's parable, to see and live life differently. The rich man entrusted his wealth to another man, known as the manager, or think of as the accountant. Every day the manager chose what he would do with the rich man's wealth, how he would care for it, where and with whom he would invest it. And every day, rather than invest, the manager chose to squander, squander the wealth entrusted to him, which was not what the rich man expected or, or desired for his wealth. So one day the rich man had had enough. Charges were brought against the manager. What is this I hear? Give me an accounting. All now. Like the rich man, we've also been taught to make wise investments. Have we not? We are to save our pennies for? That's right. It looks cloudy. Do not let your money burn a hole in your pocket. My mamaw said that to me all the time. Do not let your money burn a hole in your pocket. And to not spend it all in one place. Don't spend it all in one place. And always, always we should consider the risk versus the potential return. Critically weighing the cost and the benefits. The last thing we want to do is squander our wealth. Or even worse, have someone else squander our wealth. Now you might be thinking, John, I'm not wealthy. 
I don't have riches. This isn't applicable to me. But I tell you to look again. Because the truth is, every one of us has been entrusted with great wealth. Every one of us. Money is always the first thing we think of when we think about wealth. Money. But it is not the only thing that denotes a wealthy life. Our time, our presence, our relationships, our riches, yes? And our ideas and our skills and our talents, our riches, yes? And then there's love and mercy and compassion and forgiveness. Those are riches too, right? And so it seems to me you do possess great wealth. And every day you decide how you will spend your wealth. Every day, every moment of the day, you decide how you will spend your wealth. How much will you love? When and under what conditions do you offer mercy and forgiveness? On whom and how will you spend your time? Are your talents offered to all or withheld from some? The rich man in us wants to protect and grow and hoard our riches. What's the bottom line? What's the return investment in loving that stranger? What's the benefit for me? And the truth is, we've been taught to embrace such a mentality. A penny saved is a penny earned. And there's nothing wrong with being fiscally responsible. There's nothing inherently bad about living in such a way. I encourage you to be fiscally responsible. Yet there is always a danger. And the danger is when our riches become ends to themselves. Power to be wielded and idols to be worshipped. Rather than a means to restore life. To create new possibilities. To reconcile and nurture relationships. The rich man protects and withholds. But this manager, he squanders. Even when he's been caught, he continues to squander. Calls the debtors, begins to forgive debts. How much do you owe? Cut it in half. He offers release and freedom from obligations that could never be repaid. He gives the debtors the opportunity for new life. And due to his squandering, he reconciles the debtors and the rich man. It's all new life. It's all hope. It's all new possibility. I mean, even after he's been brought up on charges and an accounting demanded and on the precipice of being unemployed, from the beginning to the end, this man is a squanderer. 
And he does not do this because of who the debtors are, but because of who he is. It's his nature, it's his gift, it's his wealth. And who does that remind you of? Yes, Aaron, you're going to heaven. (laughs) Good job, Aaron. (laughs) And like Jesus, we are called to do the same. To become squanderers. We squander in order to be like him. He didn't count the cost. He didn't look at the bottom line. He showed up and he gave. Someone recently asked me in a Bible study last week, I wish God would tell me what God wants me to do. Just give it to me straight. Love one another. It's universal. Answer instruction. Love one another. It's right there. I opened today's sermon uh, speaking of Joe and She'd box my ears if I referred to her as a squanderer. She would. But the truth is, she was a squanderer. Absolute squanderer. She squandered love and time and energy, not only on me, but everyone who walked into the pharmacy. She was present. She was engaged. And she had this ability to change you for the better. You felt seen and known and rich in her presence. And for all of her uh, fiscal wisdom and extreme control of my money, (laughs) but it did set a solid example. But when it came to matters of the heart, she didn't count the cost. She held nothing back. She squandered it all. And I imagine you reflect upon your own life, you can name those who have squandered love on you, even today. So squander. I'm encouraging you to squander while being fiscally responsible. Yet squander. Squander love on your neighbor, on your enemies, on yourself. Squander forgiveness and reconciliation on those who have hurt you and on yourself. Forgive yourself. Squander your energy in prayer for everyone everywhere. Squander compassion on the poor and the sick and the oppressed. Squander your resources on those in need and those who work for justice and peace and human dignity. Squander your life. Squander it all. Hold nothing back. After all, that's what Jesus did. He is the ultimate squanderer. Thanks be to God. Amen.